Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 7th of February. Today, could Cricket Australia's trash be England cricket's treasure? And Kelly Slater is officially an alien who surfs really well. But first, to the snow! Hey, who wants to play a game I like to call Aussie Winter Olympic Best Day Ever Bingo? Oh, pick me! 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 We can all play along together. Okay, the aim of the game is to get Australia to its best day ever at a Winter Olympics. Let's start with maybe a first ever curling victory. Final stone on its way for Switzerland's Jenny Perret. Clips it thin, stone spins into the rings. It's a victory for Australia. Australia win their first ever Olympic curling game. That audio courtesy of Channel 7, Australia's official Winter Olympic broadcaster. And what a great start to the game. Dean Hewitt and Tali Gill were already our first ever curling competitors at an Olympic Games. But over the weekend, they scored an historic win, defeating former world champion Switzerland, which they then backed up with another upset win over defending gold medalist Canada in their final group match of the Games. But that's probably not enough to make it our greatest day ever at the Games. Let's continue. Tess Cody, it is all on the line here. Front side, double, can she wrap it around? And she does it! Tess Cody, ladies and gentlemen, the front side double ten. Thanks to Seven once again for that audio of Australia's first medal performance of the Games by 21-year-old snowboarder Tess Cody, who claimed bronze in the women's slope style. And in case you were wondering, she sounds like a 21-year-old snowboarder too. I'm just going to send it, nothing to lose. Like, just wanted to, like, have the best time, enjoy it the most, and just send it. Okay, so we're on the medal tally. But we're still not ready to scream bingo. Let's have one final crack. The 23-year-old from Cairns, winner in Alpduez this season. Been on the podium six of the last seven starts. A former World Championship silver medalist. The Australian goes for gold. Jakara Anthony, no pressure, but the fate of this game of Aussie Winter Olympic best day ever bingo rests solely on your shoulders. 80.28 is the score to beat. Is it going to go to Australia? Is it going to go to America? Jalen Kauf on 80.28. Here we go. Is it Australia's time? It is indeed. Jakara Anthony is the Olympic champion. Everybody say it with me. Bingo! Jakara Anthony claimed just the sixth gold medal in Australia Winter Olympic history when she won the women's mogul final. And what she probably doesn't realise is that the win was also enough to convince her parents back home to give her something maybe greater than an Olympic medal. So she said coming into these games that she really wanted a dog and you wouldn't let her have one. Surely now she gets a dog, right? Yeah, there's a puppy here. <laughs> yeah, no, no puppies. No puppies. I reckon she can have a puppy. Oh, no! A curling win, a bronze medal, a gold medal and a puppy. Definitely Australia Winter Olympic best day ever. Some would say it's too early in the year for the greatest sporting achievement of 2022 to be crowned, but frankly, I'm not sure what we witnessed yesterday on the North Shore of Hawaii will or can be beaten. Kelly Slater driving super deep behind another chandelier. He comes out. The fact that 11-time surfing world champion Kelly Slater had even reached the final of the Pipeline event was incredible. The man who turns 50 on Friday was surfing against Hawaiian Seth Muniz, who at 24 years of age wasn't even born when Kelly first won the event back in 1992. In fact, 
Here's a snapshot of the world when Kelly won his first Pipe Masters. Bill Clinton had just been elected President of the United States, Alan Bordel was the captain of the Australian test side, and the ABC aired the first ever episode of a certain fruit-based show. So yeah, over the last 30 years, some things have changed, but some things remain the same. And he's at it again, late drop, straight into the pit. He's coming out. Slater was at his ocean-owning best, cruising to a comfortable victory to capture his eighth title at the event and leave the surfing community simply stunned by his ability to seemingly will the ocean to provide him with the waves he needed. It's a kind of magic. And while the win only further cements Kelly as the undisputable goat of the waves, his interview on the beach left many questioning whether Slater might wave, pardon the pun, goodbye to competition for good. I committed my life to this, you know. All the heartbreak and all the winning and all this crap. You know, I've hated lots of it, but I just savor this, and this is the best one in my life. And if we have seen the last of Slater in competition, the judges have definitely scored it a 10-point ride. You slept for like 18 hours. For those of you who slept through the weekend of sporting news, a quick reminder of the bombshell that hit Australian cricket on Saturday. Justin Langer resigning as coach of Australia's men's cricket team, effective immediately. Yes, Justin Langer resigned as coach of the national side after being offered nothing more than a six-month contract by Cricket Australia at Friday's board meeting. But while Langer told CA he wanted to bow out with dignity and integrity rather than accept that short-term contract, some of his former teammates came out swinging in his defence on ABC Radio. It's been a really poor Six months, I think, of the way that the Cricket Australia as a whole have handled um, some of the better people in Australian cricket, being Justin Langer and Tim Payne. I think it's been almost embarrassing what the way they've handled those two cases. Ricky Bonding savaging the treatment of Langer by Cricket Australia, while former opening batting partner Matthew Hayden went after captain Pat Cummins. Today we hear comments from Pat Cummins that, oh, we're all part of a high-performance review and therefore, you know, this is a healthy process. I do not agree with that one bit. This was not a healthy process. This was a bloke that won the Ashes, stayed back basically in Melbourne for the entire time while this dragged on for a month. And then this announcement on the back of, you know, his Hall of Fame announcement, the whole thing just reeks of being orchestrated from the basically the moment that all of this garbage started coming out, you know, in the middle of winter last year. And former Pace firebrand Mitchell Johnson declared Captain Cummins in a newspaper piece he wrote gutless for not supporting Langer. But all the insults in the world won't change the fact that Langer's time as Aussie coach is up. A bitter end to a fruitful partnership. But could Langer come back to haunt his former employer? Langer would push some questions in that dressing room. He would ask some questions, he would push them a little bit, which is, I think, what they need, especially if they're going to stay with Joe Root, because Joe Root is a lovely guy, but I don't know if he's someone to grind them down, you know, in, in their faces. That's former England skipper Nasser Hussein exploring the idea of Langer jumping into the recently emptied England coaching chair after Chris Silverwood was sacked, ironically, because of the Poms' disastrous Ashes tour. So amazingly, Cricket Australia might have presented England with the greatest gift a now unemployed coach who knows what it takes to win that tiny trophy. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport to kick off another week. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.